Hello, and welcome to this very special grocery shop edition of the OmniTalk Retail Spotlight podcast series, brought to you with the help and support of Microsoft. I'm Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And joining us to be part of our week-long grocery shop podcast series are Kath Brands, the Chief Innovation and Marketing Officer at Flintbox and Microsoft's very own Director of Worldwide Retail and Consumer Goods Partner Strategy, Sue McMahon. Kath, Sue, thanks for being with us here today. We're so excited to have you both. Um, how, how are you doing? Hi, good. Thanks, guys. Very excited to be here. Coming to you all the way from down under. Yes, and getting up very early in the morning to make this podcast happen. Right. I appreciate it, Kath. It's good to have you. Sue, how are you doing? Yeah, on the other side of the world here in the New York metro area. <laughs> um, happy to also participate. And thank you for inviting me. Oh, wonderful. No, it's well, good to have you back. Second time on I the know. program, right, Sue? Yeah, yeah okay. no, it's yes. good to have you back. All right, well, Kath, let's get let's get started with this. Why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about Flintflocks, which may be my favorite name for a tech startup in the history of the world, yeah. too. I love the alliteration there. Uh, but tell us about the company, your role, and 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 how is it that you specifically help uh, those in the grocery industry, particularly CBG companies as well? Sure. So, you know, Kath brands by name and brands by trade. And <laughs> I know. I, I, I thought that as she was reading the intro. Right. Yeah. Nice I'm even destined to have this job, Kath. Exactly. This, is destined, this is destined to be. Sorry, continue. No. So um, I head up marketing and innovation here at Flintbox. And Flintbox, we are an intelligent pricing platform. And we are really focused on enabling grocers and consumer goods organizations to execute their pricing with absolute precision. Because when you execute pricing with precision, it helps to maximize margins and profits. And if you think about it at the moment, you know we're in this crazy, crazy training environment, right? From these ongoing supply chain disruptions to inflation wreaking havoc on consumers spending and their confidence, the need for managing margins and profits has really never been more important for brands and grocery retailers. Um, you know, be it from automating rebates and claims, deductions or, or promotions to omni-channel price execution, the ability to manage your margin in real time. We have a hyperspeed pricing engine at Flint Fox that gives brands the power to set and forget their pricing strategy to ensure that they execute with speed and precision every single time. But basically the fun police of pricing is the best way to do it. <laughs> the, the fun police of pricing. Wow. All right. That's I've, I've... So, Kath, I've heard a lot of pitches from pricing companies over my years of being in retail for 20 years. Like, tell me more. Give me more specifics. So, like, when you say that you're helping retailers with pricing, are you helping them in store, online, both? Like, what's the secret sauce to what you're doing as well? The secret sauce here is, is if you think if you break down pricing in terms of, you know, really simplify it from a retail consumer goods execution perspective, you, there's three parts. You set the pricing, you understand your pricing strategy. You then have dynamic pricing where you figure out, okay, what's the elasticity? You use AI and email and all that crazy good stuff to do to understand what the price should be. Mm -hmm. And then it's time to execute, right? And when it's time to execute, it becomes an algorithmic approach to pricing, which means that the rules don't change. The rules don't change, they're the same. So every time you execute a price across any channel, 
we enable you to set and forget, right? Knowing that every time you execute a price through our platform, you're going to hit your margin requirements and you're going to hit your profitability in your bottom line. And also having the ability to adjust that in real time, right? Because the world is changing every single day. And you might be in week two of the month and go, wow, our volume isn't where it needs to be. So we enable you to look at your margin instantaneously across every single skew and go, okay, I can give a little here. I can move a little here. So really focused on maximizing margins. Got it. And is it across every channel too? Every channel in which yep. that brand presents itself? Absolutely. Omni-channel is the name of the game. Oh, just like you guys, Omni-talk, Omni-channel. Yeah, no. Well, imagine that, the kismet. What, what's, what's the chances, Anne? What well, are the chances? Sue's, Sue's nodding along uh, for those of you listening who can't see her, but the whole time she's she's kind of just agreeing in, uh, with what Kath is saying. But Sue, I'm curious, you know, what was it about Flint Fox specifically that, you know, you found appealing coming from Microsoft? And what are some of the other trends that you're looking at more broadly as we head into Grocery Shop? Yeah, so Flintbox is one of our most valued partners at Microsoft because they do have this, this capability of, of dynamic pricing, omni-pricing across all channels, as we just talked about, mm -hmm. the ability to help you dial up and dial down as you need to, to both hit your um, sales volume targets and also maximize your margins. So they also integrate with our um, our own uh, business applications platform, Dynamics 365. So okay. great standalone partner to go to mar market with. And when the customer has their ERP and Dynamics, Flintbox is our first choice then as well. Um, and as, as far as some trends, you know, um, uh, Kath kind of uh, alluded to some of them in her opening, but the inflationary impacts just continue to grow in, in at-home food and beverage categories. Every mm -hmm. month of this year that we track, um, IRI just came up with some data, um, the inflationary impacts are getting bigger and bigger. And finally, the, over last year, we hit about 13.6% up in the month mm -hmm. of August. So it continues, continues to climb. Um, the supply chain disruptions are certainly a piece of that. Um, but the other thing that we're seeing, starting to see, um, and this comes out of the IRI data as well, is that the the, the lower end consumer is, is starting to pull back. Right. And versus a year ago where they were the biggest growth impact in at, a, at home food and beverage, they're now, de that's declining. So, and, and we see that bifurcation of the consumer across all of retail industries where the higher end consumer is doing quite well and the lower end consumer is not. So so those are some of the, tre the trends we see and, and why it's more important than ever, and Kat said it, to get really precise in your pricing by channel understanding which consumers you're targeting in which channel and, and how, how much elasticity there will be there in demand if you make pricing actions. So, so really, um, really important time. And we also still see so many retailers um, in the grocery space and others that are managing pricing and, and, agree, and trade promotion agreements you know, using manual tools, using Microsoft mm -hmm. Excel, the world's most popular ERP. Right, right. <laughs> So and and don't want to go away from that necessarily, but yeah. yes, we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> um, but but you know, there's there's just so much data that that can be used these days to get much more precise. And with the algorithmic approach that Kath described, um, it, you know, it's not going to cut it anymore. Well, Sue, what are some adjacent technologies to? And Kath, I'd love to hear your perspective too. But Sue, maybe starting with you, like what are what what else are you seeing that needs to kind of accommodate that that lower end consumer who's who is pulling back? Like what else are, have you seen the grocery industry kind of respond to that kind of fits along with um, with pricing and, and analytics being in uh, available in real time and and the ability to make those changes quickly. Yeah, I think another key aspect comes down to category management. There are certain categories mm -hmm. that are still 
profitable than others? How can you um, wring as much profitability out of some of those areas of the store versus the others, like like uh, fresh produce and meats mm -hmm. and belly and all those type those sections? And how can you make your products that you're selling in those sections appeal more to the higher end consumer to help drive your okay. market? Um, where you can do that. So I think category management is a big piece of it too. That's a good point, Sue. Like I was actually curious, and, and Kath, maybe this question goes to you is, I was curious as a former retail operator who, you know, was in charge of, well, by default in charge of pricing for a lot of categories in retail over time and one time in grocery too. Um, how, do, how does the retail actually work with you? Like, how does this work in practice? Are there any anecdotes or examples you can share of maybe a brand or someone that's, that's, use Flint Fox solution and, and, and found the value in it. And can you describe that? And, and more details probably better here, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been in this pricing game for 30 years and, you know, we work with brands like Coca-Cola, um, Bob's Red Mill, VMV Supremo, Oatly, Atkins, Pete's Coffee, Belgian Beer Company. We have such a wide range of brands that we work with across both retail consumer goods and manufacturing. And, you know, the feedback we get from the business benefits that we deliver, I've I've coined a phrase okay. because people remember things in three, right? And yeah, it's the three P's of intelligent pricing and it's productivity, it's payback and it's profit, right? So if we, if we dive into productivity quickly, you know, the average retail and consumer goods organization is spending 72 hours a day on manual pricing tasks, right? 72 hours. So just think about the amount of people that is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you kind of roll that out, that's about a million dollars a year in salaries that have been used on manual pricing efforts, uploading it into the manual Excel spreadsheets, as Sue was saying earlier. <laughs> Kath, and, I got and, a question. I got a question to you before you go on too. Like, it, I, I should ask this before, but are you talking pricing for everything under the sun? Are we talking reg pricing, promo pricing, clearance pricing, markdown pricing, everything? Is that is am I my thing about that the right way? Yes, you're thinking about it the right way when we talk about manual pricing and pulse. That's okay. absolutely right. So, okay. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into pricing, right? Like, I'm an 100%. expert caller, um, breweries, Jim Beam employee, right? So I've been on the consumer goods side of the fence and I just remember the pricing teams all day long, tippy-tappy, tippy-tappy. And the errors, the errors that are so, I mean, we all use Excel just for basic stuff on a daily basis. Like how many calories have I intake today? And for some reason, my spreadsheet is already wrong on that, right? So if you think about that, when you scale up thinking about how many SKUs these organizations are managing on a manual spreadsheet, it, you know, it is manual and it's really, really error prone. But what we do at Flint Fox is we automate those processes, right? So not only does it increase efficiency, it increases accuracy, which means that people can be more focused on high value tasks and people are a hot commodity right now across every... Across well, I can every imagine too on the brand side, there's, there's the fact of like you're saving them work, but I imagine too that isn't there also the factor of like these prices aren't ever getting done to or even changed. Like there's actually that lost opportunity cost of not doing it as well. Is that a part of it? Absolutely. Do you want a job in sales? Cause we really do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do what we do. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I got to imagine like all those brand reps that are in charge of like updating their prices. Like they only have so many hours in the day. Right. And, and this is a different perspective too, because this is for you guys are helping the brands really transmit their prices to the retailers. So that's an important thing. And you know, those it's got to get done, but there's really probably no checks and balances on it. I've, I've never thought about this before. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, an, another really interesting thing is, is, you know, I talked about speed, which is a big thing for us, right? So we have this pricing engine that can execute 5,000 prices per second. 
uh, why is that important? Why is speed so important? Well, you think about it, right? You've got your sales reps who, from a consumer goods organization, they're walking in to you know, meet a, a mom and pop retailer or a wholesale distributor, and right. they know what they're going in with, right? They know where they need to hit from a margin perspective. And then the customer says to them, look, mate, if you give me an extra 10 cents off a can, I'll, uh, I'll take an extra pallet. And they're like, oh, okay, I don't work in 10 cents a can language. But what they can do is they can go into their Flintfox application and they can calculate on the spot 5,000 prices per second, boom, 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 right. whether they're going to hit their margins um, on that particular deal. And so they can then feel they've got the confidence. We empower those employees yeah. to walk into an organization and go, I've got this deal. I'm going to sell more stuff and selling more stuff is good and at a better price for the consumers. Which and like too, like having been in the line reviews where like they're pitting all the vendors against each other, like having that at your fingertips versus like, oh, let me go update my spreadsheet across right. all these lines and hope it rolls up correctly. It's it's such a difficult task. So I, yeah, you can totally feel how this would alleviate a lot of pain for so many of these CPG reps. Totally, totally. And it, it seems like, me. oh, go ahead, Kath. It reminds me back in the day when I was a sales rep and you used to sit in your car with a laptop that was kind of like bigger than your dashboard right. with one of those giant mobile phones attached to the side and it's going to dial up, right? And yeah. yeah, now that pain has gone. It's probably an advantage too for someone using it too in those situations to give you the data that the retailer's wanting, you know, in that negotiation too much more quickly as well. So yeah, I totally get I totally get these angles you're talking about with in terms of productivity, for sure. Yeah. Well, I want to get to payback, too, because I have to imagine, Kathy, I was going to ask you that, you know, there has to be a pretty quick return then if you're able to make, you know, see the margins that could you have available to you in seconds, in a matter of seconds. And it used to take you so long. Like, tell us a little bit more about how customers like are seeing an ROI and when. Totally. So I think there's two pieces when it comes to ROI, right? And it goes back to what Sue was saying earlier about, you know, what retailers and, and, and consumer goods companies need to be thinking about right now as it comes to, you know, that sort of wavering confidence in consumer with the bottom end not spending as much as, as they were or growing as quickly as they were. You know, digital transformation is overwhelming, right? There's no two ways about it. And the reason why it's overwhelming is because all of a sudden we're asking companies that have been around forever in a day to transition a model that was reliant on people to be reliant on technology right and that's a really crazy and overwhelming thing like it's overwhelming for me today using zoom instead of teams right so exacerbate that to a level where you're where you're doing with big brands who right now the idea of their tech not working for a day or being shut down because of transition it just blows their mind right it's not 100 percent yeah so if you think about the way that we think about payback is, is, is it, it's about changing to have that digital first mindset, that tech is your friend, is your, is your friend, not your frenemy. And, you know, the thing that we're seeing with payback is, is that when people take on Flint Fox's pricing inside of their ERP, they are seeing an ROI on their investment within 12 weeks. And what I mean by that is, is that they are seeing a bottom line impact, be it from rebates no longer falling between the cracks, be it claims that were inaccurate, now all of a sudden they're accurate, be it being able to maximize their margins across all their different channels. And, you know, 12 weeks is a pretty awesome payback, but it's changing that mindset, right? Like it's not about the outlay, it's about the ROI it's going to bring back. Because after it's payback in 12 weeks, 
then it's pure profit, baby. It's pure profit. Yeah. So it's quick and fat and it's fast and it's effective. Right? Yeah. That's the key things here. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and Sue, I mean, we're, I'm going back to what you said earlier, like each month we're getting reports of what the inflation numbers are looking like 13% now, and who knows what they will be for the next few months. So I have to imagine that that plays into this um, and, and the examples that Kath just, just shared, but what do you, what would you add or reinforce that you want the grocery executives who are listening out there to hear from this podcast? What do you want them to take away? Yeah, so um, one of the things I would say to them is that retail saw uh, at the beginning of the pandemic how fast they could change and how fast Mm -hmm. they could digitize certain key parts of their business that they no longer could operate anymore unless it was digital. Um, And and I think what Kath said is really important, that 12-week payback time to doing that inbox. Pricing has always been an art and a science in retail. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, it's usually been more the art than the science. (laughs) But now with the amount of data there is, the amount of channels retailers are selling through, um, the amount of products that they're selling, there needs to be more science than, than there has been art. Uh, mm-hmm. Let, let the, the merchant, let the, uh, the, pr- the pricing executive make the final decision, but give them the best options um, by using data and leveraging algorithmic um, uh, capabilities. Um, the other thing I would say, uh, harken back to what Kath said, is that efficiency these days is paramount. Um, she hit on the, the labor shortages. Um, right. But the other thing that you're doing is you're giving that um, that person in the field that's selling that from the consumer goods company, you're letting them devote more less time to the paperwork and the pricing analytics and all those things, and more time to being able to make sure retail execution is up to the standard that the, the brand and the retailer and the grocery store want it to be, thereby um, that creative um, revenue gains can be, can be had instead of just trying to figure out how to um, get the margins to come in where you need them to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and, you know, made me think of something else too, Kath, like where does this all begin and end for you guys from a customer that you service them? But I mean, I know we're talking about this for a grocery shop, but you know, we have a lot of people that listen to our content to get inspired for their own businesses too. Where does it begin and end in terms of the clientele that you're serving? Is it solely, C- do you guys focus mainly on CBGs? Do you help other, other brands and other spaces like electronics, as an example, home furnishings, like set the stage for us? Yeah, so we kind of work across the board of retail, consumer goods, manufacturing, wholesale and distribution, right? Because, you know, the important thing is being able to understand the buy side and the sell side, right? And that's what being a pricing platform, a true pricing platform means. It means having multiple solutions that can service multiple industries because we truly understand the buy side and the sell side, be it you're a retailer, you're a consumer goods organization, you're the wonderful people that sit in the middle of the wholesale distributors. And then you've got the manufacturers as well, right? Across the board, everybody has pricing pain points, but because we understand every single piece of the equation across the ecosystem means we're better at what we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you've been doing it for 30 years with some big brands like Coca-Cola, which may be one of the biggest, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at least from an awareness standpoint. Um, All right. So what's, What's on tap for you guys this year? What are you What are you focused on? What are you What are your goals for tw- the end of 2023 as it, and as we go into next year? Yeah, well, I think we could really bring that home with the last P, which is profit, right? I think every yeah. business's favorite P is profit right now. And really for us, it's helping our customers and future prospect customers, help them better manage and control their margins across every single SKU so that they can, you know, put profit back into their bottom line. And that's the Flint Fox magic, right? We continue mm-hmm. to live by our value prop, which is empowering retail consumer goods organizations to find magic in their margins. Um, And this for us has been able to help them really execute that pricing with absolute precision 
it's really taking them on this digital transformation journey hand in hand with our friends at Microsoft to really help them prosper and demystify digital transformation um, and just helping them put the intelligent, you know, the right intelligent tools in place just to propel them for future growth, right? So we're really excited to go to grocery shop. We've got a team of four Flint Foxes who are going to be on the ground. Um, and we're meeting with, um, you know, over 30 customers. We've got meetings booked in with, and we're just really excited to, you know, it's, this isn't just about, um, this is about helping people understand the pros of going with an intelligent pricing platform, right? How you can just digitize something really manual and maximize your margins really instantaneous. Nice. Reminds me, Anne, of that. Remember uh, Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction, Fox Force 5? She's got oh. a bunch of flip <laughs> yeah. foxes on the ground in yeah. the grocery shop. So, so actually, that's, you know, that's what, that's going to be the final question we have for you, too. Like, what if, if people want to get in touch with one of your flint foxes on the ground, Kath, at grocery shop, or maybe, you know, as they're listening to this podcast later on, like, what's the best way for them to do that? Hey, look, the best way is to reach out to us on our website at flintbox.com. We have a contact us or request a demo button. Um, I receive every single one of these emails, so I will be able to direct the person in the right direction and get one of our fabulous Flint Boxes on the ground to get in contact with the customer to meet them in person. Nice. And Sue, Sue, for you, same same question. Like if people want to you know, get your expertise, maybe help them through this type of uh, deployment or uh, relationship, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you or someone at Microsoft? Absolutely. So the first place I would start uh, is with your Microsoft account team. Um, and if you're not sure who that is, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn um, or at sue.mcmahon at microsoft.com. All right. It's that easy. All right. Well, that wraps us up. Thanks to uh, Sue and Kath for being with us today. Uh, thanks to Microsoft as well for all their help and support in this entire podcast series that we're putting on. And thanks to everyone for listening and for tuning in. And as always, of course, and be, be careful, careful out there. there.